The pandemic has taught us a lot about education, what students are capable of, and what teachers are actually capable of. And in post-pandemic era, what can you do to level up your teaching? Hi everyone, and welcome back to my channel. My name is Lena Marie Solid at Tech Guru. I wanna thank you so much for spending time with me on this journey, for all the support that you give me, and for following along. Don't forget to hit the thumbs up button, subscribe, and let's get ready to do this. I spend a lot of time helping teachers transition, but I also want to take time to support teachers to hone in on their craft. We know there is an ever mounting amount of stress on a teacher's shoulders. That's not going away anytime soon. But what we have seen in this transition from emergency style learning is the teachers moving from being front stage and center to being a guide on the side. There are some ways and strategies in which to really facilitate active learning in your classroom. You can use tools like Canva or any other tools that you find, Google Drive, anything like that, to be able to transition your learning to more of a facilitation style through a flipped learning style or even just trying to meet students where they are. We know that most students learn and can learn anything that they want at the drop of a dime. However, they don't really know how to learn. So it's our job to help facilitate those learning styles. So one way to do that is to dim your light. That doesn't mean that you go sit in the corner and you get to just take a break. What that means is that all of your prep is done up front and up center. And I encourage collaboration and building a forever library of resources with your colleagues and kind of helping to break up the barrier of doing everything all on your own. Students can learn from short video clips, think about TikTok, think about any of those types of styles of learning, and students can learn that way. So by creating a new math concept, that's going to encourage the students and meet them where they are. Not to mention that you'll have these videos to improve upon and use for years to come. Some great tools for videos are, I may be a bias, but Canva has some really great video resources for creating videos, for creating explainer videos, anything like that, to basically personalize the learning experience. The second thing is to basically take a step back. So when you do see your students struggling, we so quickly want to jump in and kind of give them the answers to things. But if you let them actually work it out with collaboration, maybe they can represent their learning either online or on paper or make a poster or anything that kind of represents how they are able to solve these problems. Lots of students have different ways and approaches to solving problems. And so let's give them the chance to be able to thrive in that way. Because once you get to the real world, there is no one way to solve a problem. And individualized ideas are actually praised. And so it's something that we'll need to start doing in our classrooms as well. And then the last thing is to design opportunities for discourse. In a day-to-day -day workspace, in the teaching field, everywhere in life, there's opportunity for us to agree to disagree and bringing in those real-world contexts. So for example, I may want to do a, I have the students identify five types of problems in the local community and then come up with 
And then as a class, we'll kind of come up with some argumentative reasons why or why not we should explore these problems to solve them. It's important in any subject area to provide these opportunities for discourse because that's where most of the learning happens. When someone tells you no, even as a parent, you as a kid or as a student want to figure out ways that's going to make you be able to solve these problems. And so you want to take some more ownership in that. So by doing those three things, you actually take some more ownership and the students actually can express their frustrations and they're learning a lot more skills than they might have had if we just individually give them a worksheet. Now, some things that I want to basically bring to light is through social media, there's a lot of innovation happening and there's a lot of great places to find like Twitter chats or Instagram or TikTok videos, or of course, Pinterest we know are going to teachers pay teachers. But some of the problems come in with the teachers who are struggling. You may have a first year teacher. I recently had an opportunity to be in an interview with a teacher looking to basically spice up their resources. And the teacher said that she spends almost all of her time running to the copy machine and making copies for her students. And she has major behavior issues in her classroom. When further pressed, we ask the question of what causes less behavior issues in your classroom. And she mentioned that she used some interactive engagement tools like Kahoot or Nearpod or things like that to basically beef up her learning. And when she did that, there were less behavior issues in the classroom. This is something that I've seen across the board from teachers as we come out of college or we just have been so ingrained that everything needs to be very like that, 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 that. We don't have any application for, for practice. So what ends up happening is we end up going into what we feel comfortable rather than spending the time to actually make the change to our instructional practices. This teacher also spent hours whiting out things, cutting and pasting worksheets together rather than creating something more meaningful. And she said that these types of worksheets and activities actually caused a lot of pain and to the point that she had to have an additional para come in to help support her with the behavior. So we have these things where we stand back, we dim our light, and we actually design opportunities for discourse. But in addition to that, we have to take our learning to be a more digital practice. Every single day, I barely, in my regular day-to-day -day life, write anything down. Even as a teacher, I really didn't write anything down unless I was working with a student or modeling learning. Our world is so digital that we need to facilitate ways in which we can be digital. So if students are working on a group project, let's capture their learning through video. Maybe they can do it through a podcasting episode. It takes a lot of planning. We know that, but the learning and real world application that they get from it is really keen to change. Students will be more engaged, behaviors will become less, and you'll start to see a basically a productive struggle from the things that you're experiencing and then next year will be easier or the next time you do a project it'll be easier and so it never really just goes fully away if that makes sense so what i would encourage you to do is to find some sort of collaborative tool that you could use canva nearpod classkick think tech these are all resources that you can use to basically spice up your learning styles and instructional strategies in the classroom. 
The second thing that I would encourage you to do is to start collaborating with your coworkers or even start collaborating with teachers across social media. If you're not feeling supported in your school, then reach outwards. Schools are going to have to start doing things to make you feel more supported because the burnout is so real. And teachers are leaving the space at a record, record number. And then just go ahead and start personalizing the learning. Start making it more interactive. So if students are working on, let's say they're working on an engineering design task of building a catapult. So I taught fifth grade. It was part of our standards to the students to be able to work through that process. What if the students were able to create a storyboard for what that catapult was going to look like? I created an explainer video for what the project was so they could reference it back at any times. It had written and visual aspects and audio to it. And this video took me maybe three to five minutes to make. And then I posted it into the classroom. So now I have my expectations written. I have everything there. Then the students can go and create data tables visually. They're taking pictures and samples of the work and directly uploading it into this notebooking, building student notebooks on a digital platform. Those are really good ways to capture student learning. And they also have to be able to really explain their learning. I would love to hear from you. What are some of your favorite tools? What are some ways that you have really started to personalize your learning and start to really eliminate your heavy lift? I learned that when I did start to flip my learning way back in the day, when I was one of the very first people really doing that, it was really, really nice for me because in the next quarter, in the next quarter when I was trying to in the next quarter when I was going to do a new project or do a new resource or even in the next year, I had all these resources already built and I wasn't having to go run copies or do any of those kinds of things. And what was also really nice is that the students could do this work from home. Now that devices are not a barrier of entry, it's really nice to be able to really tie in the real world. Let me know if you found value in this video. If there are any resources that you've loved and would love to share with others, I would love to bring some people on and show others how they can personalize their learning. There's a lot of things that we can do to help you feel supported. So reach out for help. A lot of tools and resources like Canva, like ThinkTech, like Nearpod, like ClassKick all have regular scheduled webinars to help support you. Their customer success team is more than willing to provide you the support and training that you need to feel successful. And once you get that buzz in your energy and the first time of having that productive struggle, you are going to feel empowered. You'll be taking less things home and you'll be feeling on top of the world. I look forward to hearing from you guys soon. Remember to like, share, subscribe, find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts and we'll see you guys soon. Bye everybody. Thank you so much. You've made it this far. I appreciate all of your support. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, throw the comments below in the comment section. I'm always looking for new ideas and hot trends, or if you're looking to sponsor our podcast and video episodes, reach out to us on any of our social media channels, and you can even find us anywhere you find your podcasts. Once again, my name's Lena Marie Saleh, the EdTech Guru, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody.